Welcome, fellas. Welcome to the Week 4 NFL Recap Roundtable, the Football v. Football podcast. Uh, everything's tested. Everything's working. So, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and just get started. Start with the uh, the early morning game. Minnesota Vikings beat the New Orleans Saints 28-25. to This was the London game. Uh, did any of you guys catch this game or see some highlights? Yeah, I think I, um, I caught like uh, a part of the second quarter and then a little bit more. Um, yeah, Chris Olave, man. Like Chris Olave. <laughs> yeah, Chris Olave. Both you guys have him on your, on your team, man. That guy, he is trending up and up and up. You know, at the beginning of the season, I thought Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry were going to kind of make it tough for him. But he he's too good to deny. Too good to deny. Yeah, he's hungry, man. He uh, pretty much most everything that's thrown to him, he catches. Uh, but that game, that was a uh, I, I saw saw a bunch of highlights of it, and really tough loss for New Orleans at the end, man. That Will Lutz double doink, double doink, double doink. That was that was tough. I mean, uh, great game at the end, real close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the. The, the commentators, it was kind of weird. They were like, yeah, you know, these fans in London, they love the kicking game. I yeah. guess because of, like, you know. Because soccer, yeah, yeah. But it was just, like, <laughs> weird. People. I was like, all right, dude, I don't think that's the case. They kept saying it. Yeah, no. Yeah, 51-yarder. I think somebody else, either the, the Vikings kicker or Lutz, hit a 60-yarder also in the game. Yeah. Uh, so conditions were good for it. But, I mean, I think the main takeaway of this game, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Justin Jefferson ate. I mean, this was a London game. He ate fish and chips. He ate curry. He had, you know, a spot of tea after the game. He just ate all game. I mean, after last week, he wouldn't be denied today. Yeah, yeah. No, he's legit, man. He's, uh, I've been, like, I've been, it's, I've been, like, very weirdly, like, kind of, like, holding off on declaring him being, like, you know, like, that best wide receiver kind of category. But I think he's, like, he's there. Absolutely. Big time, big time. Yeah. Like, Andy Dalton, I think, played decently for him coming coming in and not having been played in a while. I thought he played uh, pretty well. Yeah. The Dalton-assance. I'm not a big fan of Jameis Winston, honestly, I think. And Dalton, I mean, I think Almoder uh, can, can talk to us about Dalton. He was he was the Cowboys' backup for a while. But uh, I, I think he's like, he's not the, the quarterback of the future. But I think for this year, I think he could be better than Winston. Yeah, you know he's a, he's a guy who can probably come in and run the offense. Um, he won't create very many things, and if you ask him to, you might like you're you might be looking for trouble if you kind of like ask him to create and make plays. But if you just want a guy to come in, run the offense, get the ball into like the hands of your receivers, which by the way they have plenty of receivers, oh, yeah. and they have. I mean, I don't know when Kamara, you know, he's going to be healthy, but. You know they have they have weapons and they have a defense. So if yeah. you can just run the offense, I think you know he should be okay. Yeah, Ingram. Ingram doesn't seem to age for some reason, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they should give him more carries. Honestly, over over Latavius Murray. I mean, they're splitting 
pretty evenly between them, but I think Mark Ingram should be just plowing with it. Yeah, I mean, both both those guys are, are veterans. That that looked like a 2017 offense with those running backs. But uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on to the next game. New York Giants defeat the Chicago Bears 20-12. to uh, To me, this, this whole game was about the Giants running the ball. Between Saquon, Daniel Jones, and Bessemer's boy Tyrod, they had over 250 yards running. Yeah, man, the the Giants, the Giants have to be the worst three and one team in history. <laughs> just, this was like the battle of two really bad teams, and I mean, I so I had Justin Fields on my fantasy. I think I complained about it in the last episode. I'd be pretty concerned if I was a Bears fan because, like, they have problems, like, you know, in the, in the passing game, and it feels like they don't trust him to throw the ball. So, yeah, this was, like, I don't know, a battle of, like, hor- horrible teams, but I guess, you know, entertaining in its own way. Yeah, the, I think the, the Giants were a mess towards the end when uh, Daniel Jones got hurt, but Tyrod, and then when Tyrod got hurt, and then they, they threw Daniel Jones back in with a very obviously injured Ingram, lined him up as a receiver and, and just tried to, they had, they had no other quarterbacks, I think they only have two on their roster, and threw him in, and I mean, he could have severely injured his ankle, and then that would have been it, but I think they, they barely, narrowly hung on and, and got out, but just poor decision making. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and I think Justin Fields, the only thing he's good at is running the ball, I, I mean, I don't know, he doesn't really have many weapons, but he doesn't seem like a great passer. And I would agree that the Giants are one of the worst three-in-one teams that I've seen. And I can very very much so see them, you know, becoming, like maybe like winning like two or three games the rest of the season. You know, one of those teams that peaks early. All right, we got Rodi joining the call. This is some some chaos. <laughs> How's it going, bro? How you doing? I think, I, I think you're on mute. Yeah, you're you're on mute. Yeah, turn your mic on. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're gonna move on to the next game and, and and figure out the unmute here. But the so the Indianapolis Colts beat the Tennessee Titans twenty four to seventeen. So th- this one, the main takeaway for me, Jonathan Taylor, he had a great great week one, but these last three games, he's been just hasn't been able to get anything done, and I think he left left this game in the fourth quarter. There he is. Yeah, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How you doing? What's you're, up, squad? You're on. You're on live, man. We're we're, we're recording. How you how you do? We're talking about the Colts and the Titans. Did you see that game? No. You didn't see it. Okay. Are you in Saudi Arabia or where are you at? No, I'm in America. Oh really? Oh man. Yeah. Why? Where are you? In America. In Virginia. Are you in Virginia too? I'm in Virginia too. Is everybody in Virginia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, we're so boring, bro. I'm, Virginia I'm again. To come from Thailand or something. Yeah, I can't there you go. Where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. Your boy, your boy Naif is in Singapore or Thailand or who knows what he's up to. Yeah. But, Yo. Um, yeah. So I'm on my bad. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was just saying. So the the, the Colts beat the Titans today, and um, for me, it was all about how how poorly Jonathan Taylor has been playing. Um, can't get anything going. Even Pittman didn't do much today. Um, what did you guys think of that game? I think Mo Alley Cox had, uh, had a great game. Two TDs. He was catching everything thrown. 
But yeah, six for six. Actually, six targets, six catches. Yeah, two Here's touchdowns. Is this being recorded? This is recorded, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to go off. All right. Well, I mean, basically... Marley Cox from from uh, from <laughs> from VCU, another Virginia tie. He, I think he played basketball too. But um, yeah, I mean, on the other side for Tennessee, Derrick Henry. This is Derrick Henry season. I mean, this is the uh, the middle part of the season before he gets injured is where he really he really really eats. So this was a game that was dominated by him. All right, we'll go ahead and move on to the next game. So the Dallas Cowboys beat the Washington Commanders 25-10. to 10. The Washington Commanders, 25-10. to 10. I've never heard of them. Go ahead, my man. Okay. Well, the, the, the floor is, is, uh, is almost uh, this is his squad. What do you think of this game? Um, this was a weird game. Like, I, I, I felt like uh, this was – there are certain spots where you saw here. First of all, like Cooper Rush has been great, but I think there are certain spots where you saw, oh, okay, like yeah, like this is why he's, you know, the backup, or he's at best like a lower tier starter type because um, he missed some throws. There were a couple of, there were like two interceptions that, or two throws that were definite picks that were called back because of like, I don't know, it was like PI or something. Um, yeah, I, I feel like what happened in this game was our defense just kind of stifled the commanders, more so uh, Carson Wentz. Like, I was so wrong in saying that people were overstating how bad Wentz is. Wentz is, like, terrible. Like, there are times where he is just, like, so bad. And um, it's funny because I think the commanders actually have some weapons. Like, their running game was going. The receivers are pretty solid. Um, and their their interior defensive line uh, was sh- shutting down our run. Like, our run game did not look that good. But I think, like, what happened for, like, the third game in a row now is that Cooper Rush ran the offense very effectively. He knows offense. He's not going out beyond his capabilities. And, you know, he's just kind of making the right throws and the right reads. Um, and I think, to be quite honest, I felt like we kind of just benefited from <laughs> competition we were playing yeah um, so yeah it was a weird game but you know glad we got the W yeah bench Dak Prescott bench <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this Cooper Rush guy in he's killing it baby there you what go what do you think Amari, yeah bench him well listen I, there's a lot there, there's there's some talk about riding that, that hot hand I mean you're not the only one to say that so I know Amari you're saying that there were some interceptions that were called back, and he seems to be very efficient, very clean. He's not he's not throwing you know picks, I guess that are counting at least. So, yeah, I mean I think there's a legitimate argument until he does badly in a game, maybe keep him in. He also he looks not, like he has three and zero. Oh. Yeah, three and zero. Oh. Guys, it looks guys, like he has look, game experience, look. even though he's, he's he's fresh, but yeah, he's good. Yeah, guys, Dak was an MVP front runner last year before he got hurt. Let's, like, <laughs> keep this in perspective. So was Drew Bledsoe, bro. But Brady took him to the homeland. Bledsoe was... <laughs> oh, my God. We're not doing this. Oh, my God. No, there's a legit argument, I think. And we'll, we'll talk about this more. We want to get to more, more than that, the, the other games. But for Washington, Brian Robinson, the guy that was shot before the season started, 
is returning from the IL and is going to be coming back next week. And I Good think, yeah, that's amazing. He got shot, and he's he's already in condition to play. And I think he's going to really, really rejuvenate this team. If you saw him play in the preseason, that guy is going to, you know, between him and Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick, they're going to have a great running game. I think that running game is going to open up some some of the offense, and I think even Carson Wentz isn't going to be able to blow it as much when when, <laughs> uh, when, when Brian Robinson comes back. So I'm excited for Brian Robinson to come back. But we'll go ahead and move on to the next game. New York Jets beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. 24 to 20. Robert Saleh and the Jets keep, collect, keep, keep collecting receipts. They're a gritty team. And you know what? I wish Sherryar was on the call because Pittsburgh is bad. They're just a bad team. And Bess, what, what did you say about this, uh, about the quarterback? Yeah, picking, picking three picks. <laughs> That's all he does. He was all over the place. He had, he had two rushing touchdowns. He, he kind of, you know, made Pittsburgh think that they were in the game, and then he threw three picks and just blew it. Um, you know, Mitch Trubisky, yeah, he obviously needed to get pulled. Uh, what else? What else went on this game? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Zach Wilson. He had no okay. He had two picks as well, but um, they pulled it off. I think I think the best guy that they have on the team is the coach. Really, he, he seems like he's the most into it. Who is that? Saw that? Robert Sada. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, he's, he, he was great. But by the way, did you did you say Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh? <laughs> For me, it's looking like Pittsburgh. And I'll tell you what, and it, it even I will say to to, to the credit of, of of Pittsburgh, Pickett knows how to find Pickens. They're all, they're all about picks. You know, this guy had like over hundred yards. Pickens is a good receiver, and Pickett can get it to him, and and Trubisky couldn't. So if Pickett stays in the game. It stays whatever. I mean, I don't. They have they have a legit QB controversy now. Um, they're they're going to be a great connection. Uh, I think Pickens is going to eat. But the the one guy on 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 the Jets, their safety, Lamarcus Joyner, two interceptions, poor, uh, four passes defense, uh, six tackle. He he was he was great. He was all over. That's that guy was the MVP of the Jets today. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So the Los Angeles Chargers beat the Houston Texans 34-24. to Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. 131 yards on 14 carries, 9.4 yards per carry. Also a great pass blocker on a big third down, made a great, great block. And here comes the superstar, Damian Pierce. Fantasy darling. He's on your squad. What did you think, Alma? Yeah, man, I was waiting for this. Sometimes, like, sometimes when you get these guys who are, like, sleepers, um, I, I think they need, like, a couple weeks to kind of, like, break into it because they're kind of getting a feel. Sometimes the, the teams, the coaches are getting a feel for how to use this guy. Um, so, you know, I wanted to be patient and see. Uh, but, yeah, it seems like he's the main guy there. Well, he's probably all they have, really. So, um yeah, he was the main story, and I mean, I'm just amazed that like half the Chargers are on IR. Always, Jacoby. We got Jacoby on the call. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? We're just finishing up talking about the Chargers beating the Texans, and right. Pierce proving that he can be an every down back and that he's a superstar. Any final thoughts on this game? I think Eckler, Eckler won it for for the Chargers. Yeah. Three TDs, two rushing. He uh, he was the star of the game, honestly. 
was really, really good. Yeah. Any final thoughts on this game? All right. If not, don't, don't worry, Abdullah. We're going to get to your Broncos eventually. <laughs> uh, so the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 29-21. to My main takeaway this game, even though the Jaguars lost, is the Jaguars' defense is legit. Despite giving up a lot of rushing yards, they had a pick six to begin the game, two sacks, two fourth down stops, six tackles for loss, and they got the ball back at the end of the game for the offense with a chance to win, and Jacksonville offense blew it. I think Trevor Lawrence is a fraud. He's, he's not going to last long in the league. Yo, don't say that. He's, he's, he's on the call right now. <laughs> <laughs> there is some similarity. Actually, you should have talked about it the, on, on the last game because I think Yahubi looks more like Herbert to me. But, yeah, maybe maybe some, some Trevor Lawrence, too. That. I can see that. Yeah. You guys didn't want to know what just happened, but you guys go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just came back from playing flag football, dude. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. Horrible. It was the first game of FXA, bro. Oh, wow. Me trying to be oh, like... I'm surprised they had the game today with, like, the rain and everything. Yeah. yeah, they kept it going, man. That ball was so slippery. It was ridiculous. It's not man. worth wow. it, man. It's not... You're not winning anything. <laughs> oh, not only that, dude. I almost, like... Throughout my quad, everything, man. <laughs> right. I have no idea who this who who's joining now. Who is this? And his name is Johnson. Oh, Ahmed. <laughs> How you doing, bro? I think you're on mute. Anyway, let's. When you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. How you doing, bro? How you doing, man? How you doing? Good, good, good. We we have a fellow Cowboys fan here, also Omar Yusuf. We actually oh, yeah. we talked about Cowboys. that game. We talked Super about that Bowl, game. Super Bowl. 2022. There you go. There you go. We're talking. We're, ta- we're talking now about the Eagles who beat the the, the Jaguars. So uh, another point of this game. So the real the, the Philly run defense is really 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 good. I have to say. I mean, they stopped Robinson and Etienne. They they, they barely had anything. Um, and you know, Trevor Lawrence, like Bessem mentioned, four fumbles, four lost fumbles. That's not going to get it done. So one thing I noticed. Um, I, it's funny, I was I was texting Nyef like back and forth throughout the game, and I was like, "Bro, the Eagles are running RPO like all the time, and like all the time. I mean, like literally every play is like RPO." Yeah. Um, so I feel like I agree with you. I think their their roster is like loaded. I just wonder. I still wonder if they can be an efficient like passing attack. Like I don't know if you take away like the RPO and like if you take away stuff like that. Can they be a more traditional type passing team that's or a team that can beat you in the passing game efficiently when it counts? I don't know yet. But I mean, yeah, right now they're rolling, so credit to them. So Jalen Hurts, he was two as backup, right? In college. Yeah. Well, yeah, I th- yeah, they they went back and forth. I think maybe Jalen Hurts got hurt and then Tua came in. So I think it was the other way around. Okay, but yeah. but did, did, Jalen Hurts ever transferred to a different team, or did he yeah. have his career? He went to he Oklahoma. Oklahoma. He went to Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma because Tua won the starting job, right? Yep. For me, like honestly, like this is a great story of a of for Jalen Hurts, a guy who you know in college was on Alabama, obviously a star-studded team, and lost the job to Tua. Went to a different team. Uh, he wasn't even drafted in the first two rounds, right? He was like a mid to late round draft pick. Was he's a second rounder? Second rounder. All right. Well, that's decent. Still not a first. Like he didn't come out like top ten type of guy. 
but this guy is now on. They're four and zero. The Eagles, right? Yep. Four and zero. The only team that's undefeated, I think, still, right? Or right? Yeah, I think so. But like for me, like I'm super like proud of this Jalen Hurts man and his story because I was watching him back in college and I know he went through a lot of adversity, but look at him now in the league, leading the Eagles, man, to four and zero to start off the season, man. Yeah. Yeah, that year that Tua took over in Alabama, I remember he, he carried them to, like, I think it was the national championship game and then took them out midway. I mean, he, he got the short end of the stick really at Alabama. And he, he, would, he could have stayed there and won a couple more championships, honestly. Yeah. 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 Agreed. All right, moving right along to the next game. Buffalo Bills beat the Baltimore Ravens 23-20. Baltimore Ravens blew a 20-3 lead. I have my opinions. Does anyone want to say anything first? Yes, yes. Okay. This is like 99% coaching. And I, it's funny because, like, the whole, the whole game I was like – so I, I'm a big fan of John Harbaugh. Like, I think he's a great coach. His team is always consistently good. It doesn't matter the roster. Like, they're just always, like, competitive. I have no idea why they went for it at the end. Seriously. And, and then, like, his explanation was, like, so stupid because he yeah. was, like, he was, like, oh, well, you know, then, like, the opposing team would have, like, uh, it would be four-down territory for them for, like, for, you know, every series. But it was, like, that literally makes no sense. And it doesn't justify you going for it from, like, they were on, like, the two-yard line or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I know, like, Lamar also do that pick and whatever. But, I, and I feel like that's where you're going to go with this. But I just... I don't know. They should have just kicked the field goal, man. I think Lamar Jackson threw several bump throws, especially at the end. Uh, that one big pick just, I don't know, he just couldn't finish it. Yep. What do you about those purple jerseys, though? <laughs> the jerseys, huh? I mean, I like, I like purple because that's University of Washington, but I, I, I'm going to say what I think about Lamar again. He completed three passes for 17 yards to his best receiver. And to throw that end zone pick with the game on the line, he's just not he's not a he's not a big time quarterback. He's a running back that can throw. And I'm always gonna say that about this guy until he improves. He's also one of the ugliest human beings I've ever seen in my own life. <laughs> That's the type of analysis we're looking for. <laughs> but he's also a star, dude. That's the crazy star. man. That's the crazy R- yeah. real, real question. If you're Baltimore, it's so, I feel like his contract is a little bit more. It's not as cut and dry as like everybody's making it out to be. Because I think the issue is, should the Ravens give him a fully guaranteed contract, especially knowing his style of play, right? Like he might get hurt or he might get dinged up or whatever. Like I, I am all for like the players getting their money. Like I'm all for fully guaranteed contracts. But I don't know, man. Like. And the thing is, is like if the Ravens aren't going to do it, you seriously got to start thinking, like, if you're really not going to do it, are you just going to let him walk, right? And you get nothing for him. Right. So I have a difference of opinion for, from the both of you, actually. So I actually think he's a better passer than people give him credit for. I actually don't think that that interception, honestly, I think the play call should have never happened. You're, you're, that play call is like you're, you're – you're putting your whole game on that one play call when your team got in position. And all you need is a three points to go take the lead 
and just play some defense against the Buffalo Bills? Really? And you go for a touchdown pass? Like, look, I don't, I don't, I don't put that on necessarily Lamar Jackson 100. percent Like, I can't see the play from his angle, quite frankly. Like, if there was a receiver that he should have got the ball out quicker, like obviously he held the ball on, held the ball and started scrambling around. That's never a good recipe for anything. But um, I think he's absolutely the franchise quarterback for them. I would never let this guy walk. This guy is honestly still one of the top quarterbacks, statistically speaking, even from a passer standpoint, in the league, even though he's known as a running quarterback too. No, I'm but, 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 but I'm not I'm not saying I would let him. Like, if I was Baltimore, yeah, I would pay him. But the thing is, it's like I wouldn't. I would maximize his strengths. Like, I wouldn't try to make him be a pocket passer. Like, I think he can pass when he needs to. At certain point. But, like, I think what what uh, uh, Omar is saying, I think that you do see, like, in certain instances, like, yeah. you know, some of his passes are off. There are certain, you know, uh, parts of the game or certain, like, s- segments where it's, it's just kind of not connecting. Now, if you want to say, okay, we're going to take him and we're going to make him be a playmaker, I can understand that because, like, the things he can do are so dynamic. But the thing is, is, like, you got to structure your whole offense differently. Like, that's why, like, when people are like, oh, well, he doesn't have any receivers. He kind of doesn't need them because, like, he just runs around and, like, creates, like, you know, it's like it's like yeah. backyard yeah. football, which exactly. is fine. Like if, yeah. But my only concern is, like, I don't know if it's sustainable. Agreed. Like, yeah. Agree. And let's move. Let's move on to the next game. I think this would make a good topic for a future episode, maybe a full episode. But uh, <laughs> let's move on to the. So the Atlanta Falcons beat the Cleveland Browns twenty-three to twenty. My takeaway on this: Tyler Algier, Tyler Algier, the running back, ten rushes, eighty-four yards, and a catch for twenty yards. I think you saw Atlanta's real future running back today in Tyler Algiers when the Cordero Patterson uh, a dream. When people wake up from this Cordero pa- Patterson dream, that's what I saw today. Is he from Algeria? <laughs> Maybe natively. I know he went to BYU, oddly. But, um, yeah, I mean, another takeaway for me from this game, Marcus Mariota, he already has seven turnovers on the season. Um, it's ironic because of how conservative he was kind of like throughout his career. And I think, I know I'm kind of talking trash about the Falcons, uh, but because even though they won this game, but I think he's going to be replaced by, by Desmond Ritter at some point this season. I mean, he might as well be. Yeah. How about Nick Chubb? Chubb. Chubb running all Chubby. over. Chubby. He got it done. Chubby. Yeah. I got and have Kareem Hunt, just Thank in him. case yeah, you yeah. want to give him a little break. Yeah. There you go. All right. Moving on to the next game. So the Seattle Seahawks beat the Detroit Lions 48-45. to And a comment by RG3 that I'm not going to repeat. You guys can go check his Twitter about what he said about this. But anyway, running the ball, Rashad Penny. Running the ball effectively and winning like this is a fever dream for Pete Carroll. What did you guys think of this game? I I was kind of shocked at how high scoring it was. Um, I know, I think not a lot of people know that apparently the Lions lead the league in explosive plays. Like They have the most explosive plays on offense in the whole league. So their offense is actually pretty explosive. Um, I didn't expect the Seahawks to match that. Um, 
but they definitely, uh, I think, kind of got the best of them. So I was just kind of surprised to see that. What's the stat line on his uh, completion percentage for Gino? Did he uh, match what he's been doing so far? It's good. He's been efficient, man. I've been uh, I've been hard on Gino, but he's he he's been efficient. Listen, don't get him in end of game situations. Don't put him. Don't put the ball in his hand with the game on the line. Anything else? Solid, solid. I'll give him that. How about was he above seventy percent? What's up? Was he above seventy percent? I think he is. I think he's he's been very one of the most efficient in the league. He was twenty three for thirty, so that's seventy six percent. Wow. There Del B, baby, West Virginia. Let's go. There you go. Yeah, he went to his alma mater. That's right. They're saying Russ who, man. They they gave away. They had the better of the two quarterbacks was on their team, and they got a bunch of they got a bunch of picks, and they got a bunch of Broncos too. Wow. Seahawks looking like they got the better of that trade, man. Absolutely. We're gonna talk about the Broncos next, but just to finish off what Besson mentioned, Hawkinson, great, great, yeah. crazy day, crazy day. He had I think a record breaking day. And this is something that Seattle uh, the, uh, defense does every single game. Whoever the best receiver on the team is, he's going to have a career day. Just to yeah, give him. 179 yards, two touchdowns. He was, just, he was running all over him. All Jared over. Goff actually had a good game. Uh, he, he's been putting up yardage and, and points despite having, uh, I guess they have an average team, but they have, they have some, some weapons. Jamal Williams, two TDs. Um, who else? Yeah. No, they, it could have gone either way, but but Gino Gino had a great game as well. Got like forty six points in fantasy. Jared Golf, man, this guy's been a yeah. picked him off the free agency too. Yeah. yeah, and don't and don't be um, don't be fooled here. Uh, Amon Ra St. Brown and DeAndre Swift both missed this game. They're two best offensive players, and uh-huh. Seattle gave up forty five points. Just to tell you how crap Seattle's defense is. All right, <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind for, for future weeks. All right, moving on. Las Vegas Raiders beat Abdullah Yaqubi's beloved Denver Broncos 32-23. to um, I'll just, you know, I, I, I'll give you the floor here. I thought just my first note is Las Vegas was very intentional about getting Devontae the ball uh, early, and I think it was very uh, successful for them. Abdullah? I'll be honest. I only watched the first half, and my takeaway is, one, why is why is uh, Melvin Gordon still getting the ball? <laughs> Say that for two years. You know there was there was a statistic I saw. I don't remember. I remember uh, on IG it was on my feet. This guy has eleven fumbles as a Denver Broncos. I think he's been with us for like two or three years. Eleven. Is fumbles. it the elevation? Is he you know, is he just he's not breathing well or what? The guaranteed in life taxes death and Melvin Gordon is gonna fumble. <laughs> oh, it it is the elevation. It, 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 he can't breathe, so he's coughing up the ball. There you That's go, what's man. going on. He needs to get his lungs thick, wider or something. There dude. you I don't go. Know what it is with him, dude? But yeah, man. Shoot, man. Well, here's the other thing. I, I'll tell you one other thing, man. Um, the uh, Cowboys wide receiver was his name, C.D. Lamb, looking like the better draft kit pick than Jerry Judy, man. Oh yeah, Judy. Yeah, Judy is. A- I'm pissed. Yeah, Dude, they try to get him the ball, and he, he's okay, but I don't think he's he's gonna last long. Dude, you think he's flimsy, man? Yeah. Right. Why? Why do you think that is? Is he just not? He's overrated, man. I don't know. He, he, not this this game. He had what five targets, and four catches, but last few games he's got a lot of balls thrown to him that he just he drops balls. He drops balls. He definitely drops balls. He doesn't. The thing is, is what he's really good at is like route running, and he's got some good quick speed on him. 
but he's not like this. He's he's super awkward with his body in the air and stuff like that. He's not like a playmaker. He's not a Lin Swan smooth like like uh, Ceedee Lamb is. But that draft class, fortunately, it wasn't rugs that we got. But you know that first round was filled with great receivers: Justin Jefferson, Ceedee Lamb, Jerry Judy, and then Henry Ruggs. And you know Jerry Judy's third on that list from the first rounders. Man, I'm that's what, I'm just. He scored a touchdown. Obviously, I just don't see the guy that I that I want to see. You know, Devonta Smith was in that class too. Yeah, no, no, no. he was. He was the next. He was the next. Yeah, but that draft class was sick too. I think wasn't there was like Jamar Chase or something on that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I I, when I look at Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb, they look like they have similar builds, but C.D. Lamb just seems like the better receiver. A few things I'll say about uh, uh, Las Vegas here: Josh Jacobs had some amazing runs today. Uh, Mac Hollins is a very, very, very valuable player for the Raiders, both as a receiver and a special teams player. He had a big game, big catch on special or big play on special teams. And then there was something. He almost ab- had a touchdown too. Uh, that he like, should have had that. Out. Yeah, absolutely. And there's something interesting that they brought up. So they said Devonte Adams was having trouble learning the offense from Josh McDaniels. Uh, he said that it was like akin to trying to learn Mandarin. And th- this is something with Josh McDaniels that I've noticed. With uh, Cam Newton had a lot of trouble uh, uh, grasping this offense in New England. Chad Ochocinco said the same thing. Like a lot of players that went through New England under Josh McDaniels had a lot of trouble trying to learn his offense. So I think it'd be better for them to try to like dumb it down a little bit. I think that's why they started off 0-3. They got this win. It was a big win. Um, last thing I'll say is uh, uh, Michael Boone is not is, is not the future of Denver, Abdullah. I'm sorry to tell you. That, that guy is, is, is pretty bad. He dropped a lot of key passes. They could have been in this game at the end. I missed it, man. So he, he, he sucked it in the second half, huh? Yeah, he's bad. He was a former. He was behind uh, Madison and Cooks yep. in uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't watch it. Just watch replays of your flag football game. Anyway, moving on. To, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> moving, <even worse. laughs> moving on to the Green Bay Packers beat the New England Patriots twenty-seven twenty-four in a last-second field goal. Hoyer got injured very early in this game, and I was kind of hoping that uh, Zappi would get injured as well so they could just run the ball 100 times like they did against <laughs> Buffalo. Um, did you guys see this game? What did you think? Yeah. It's kind of boring, actually, but um, one thing I noticed was... <sighs> so, bro, Aaron Rodgers is so smart. Like, he's like this guy is a genius. Like, if you paid attention, there are certain parts of this game, they're literally... literally he's, he's just switching into running plays every play and it's because he knows you're getting eight nine yards a carry. now he could like he could drop back and throw it like 60 yards if he wants but no they're like running it every single time eight nine yards a carry, and it's working he's smart man the ayahuasca has been working great for this guy man <laughs> does he does he ayahuasca yeah, yeah he, said, he said he did it on some podcast or something oh shit yeah yeah He's no, super honest on his uh, interviews, man. man. He's great. He's great, honestly. Yeah, great quarterback, and uh, I think he's a smart guy, and you're absolutely right. There was another play where he looked off uh, the safety and made him go left when he's looking that way, and he threw it to Tunyon for his first touchdown of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredibly sharp. That was the ayahuasca kicking in for sure. I mean, he definitely, like, <laughs> mine, mine pushed him to the left and then got him up the middle. This, um, this is, this is what, like, real quick, this is actually why I still – 
don't put Mahomes over Rodgers because I think, like, in terms of physical ability, I think they're similar. But I think Rodgers, his football IQ is a lot higher. Um, not that Mahomes doesn't have a good football IQ. It's just I think Rodgers is just, yeah. like, you know, on another level. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, a couple – you said? No, I'm just saying it's amazing he's still competing at this level. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he just turns receivers into stars, like whoever they are. I mean, uh, Dobbs, uh, your, uh, your your boy Omar, at the end of the game, uh, New England kept giving him that cushion on the, on those zone plays, and that's what won them the game. They got like two straight passes because they kept giving him uh, cushion, and that resulted yep. in getting them getting a field goal. One thing I'll say about Zappi, I thought he was good. I thought he was efficient, like he did okay, but there was something about like he wasn't in sync with like the running backs. Like he kept stumbling as he was trying to give him the ball, and I thought he was going to fumble a few times. So if he ends up starting this week, he probably needs to get that together. So last game in, in the late window was Arizona Cardinals beat the Carolina Panthers 26-16. Arizona offense uh, continues this trend of sucking in the first half and coming alive and being amazing in the second half. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they look pretty terrible for a while there. Kyler. Hollywood. Hollywood Brown. There you go. Hollywood. He was a huge, huge part. Huge, huge part of their offense. Big time. Um, yeah, some other things I, I, you know, um, Carolina offense finally getting DJ more involved. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm happy they fi- they're finally getting him involved. They should give him the ball almost every play and stop giving the ball to McCaffrey because McCaffrey's going to get injured too. It just happens every year. And, um, you know, for the first time I kind of noticed why Baker was kicked out of Cleveland. Some of the passes he threw today, e- even to open players, Horrible. just like, like, where are you throwing? Like, where are you going with the ball? He's not that great of a quarterback. Yeah. I'm telling you, Cooper Rush to Carolina. Could happen. <laughs> As offensive coordinator. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that pretty much, you know, uh, have you guys been watching this, uh, the, uh, the, the Chiefs and, and, and uh, Buccaneers game? I mean, basically, I thought the Chiefs looked good. Look good so far. The game, the game is ongoing now. I thought that they were superior. They, they scored on a trick play, good defense, better all around. And the Bucks, other than the Brady to Evans connection, um, I think they're struggling on the run. I don't think they have a running back. I think Fournette is is getting older. He's not that great. And I think Rashad White is kind of a plotter, even though he's a rookie. Fournette yeah. has negative three yards for the game. <laughs> Case yeah, in point. I've, I've never been a fan of Fournette's. Uh, I, I feel like he's never lived up to his college got um, a reputation, and I think he only became relevant once Brady got there. Brady kind of knew how to use him and how to set him up and make him look successful. Um, but on the other side, Kansas City, bro, like, we have never seen Patrick Mahomes without any weapons, and that is a credit to their roster building. They always surround him with weapons, offensive line, they do what they got to do to make him as successful as he can be. That's why they have like 38 points midway through the third quarter. There you go. You know, like they're loaded every year. Yeah. They're also loaded on three named wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> Marquez Valdez, Calder, Juju Smith, Schuster, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Count them. Three of them. Three people with three names. There you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll talk about this end of this uh, the end of this game maybe on another podcast. But I want to close this out and thank you guys for, for for jumping on here with the hottest take. That's how we're clo- that's how we're going to close out these these weeks, right? So 
if you don't have one right now, I'll give you some time to think about it. I'm going to start with mine. It's something we, we just discussed. If I'm Baltimore, I'm not paying Lamar Jackson. I am not even giving him any guaranteed money. I'm not giving him anything. Um, when he, as he ages, as he ages, he's going to become a worse runner, just like what happened to Russell Wilson, just like what happened to all these guys. And once he's not a runner, he is going to deteriorate big time. Big time. Not only that, but Tyler Huntley, their backup, is, can fill his role better than he can. So my hot take, do not pay Lamar Jackson. Anybody else? I'll go. I already said it. Right off the top, I said it. Bench that Prescott. <coughs> Cooper Rush is going to bring these guys to the Super Bowl. Watch. In Rush, in Rush I trust. In rush, I trust. Ooh, that's another court. That's another Cowboys fan too. Oh my gosh! Oh we, my we were paid Dak. You already paid Dak, yeah. Dak can sit on the bench, you know, uh, support the team, pick up trash from the floor, do that kind of stuff. <laughs> He's very good at being a good person. He's very good at being a cheerleader for Rush right now. Yeah. Oh, He's man. gonna let Lamar get his get his back though. He increased the market for him a little bit. Yeah, that goes directly against what I just said, but maybe it's possible. I don't think they should pay Lamar. They might end up paying him, but uh, no, I'm with you. I'm just saying it. it they're gonna increase, gonna increase the market on him for sure for another team. Like maybe right. I don't know Panthers maybe or somebody Here's else. My hot take. That's your hot All take. Right. Yeah. Melvin Gordon should not be on the Broncos. <laughs> that's not a hot take. That's not a hot take. So what's a hot take then? Is it what something that's like? Not yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever you want it to be. But yeah, your hottest take, your hottest takeaway of the week. So anybody else have what's what's your hot, most controversial opinion? Of the, I think uh, something I've seen recently is just a lot of whining for 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 flags, like almost like uh, you know American football or uh, like soccer as or Tyler flag Rams football like Jacoby over here. When you <laughs> <laughs> threw you threw a pick six today, he was lying on the ground calling for a flag, like like something happened. It was he, he got picked. That's it. Like yeah. live with it. Yeah. But he was just whining. He was like, where's the flag? Like, someone barely touched his legs at the end. Just a lot of, a lot of whining, kind of like uh, soccer-esque. Yeah, so they need to man up is what you're saying. Yeah, man up. Yeah. Anybody else? Final hot takes. Dan Snyder uh, needs to sell the team immediately. He's horrible. He's trash. To Jeff Bezos? I live ten minutes from the from their from their headquarters, and it's just every time I look at it, it's just so depressing. I mean, I look at the Cowboys headquarters, and it's like, wow, and this is like a little piece of crap. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, he needs to get out. Where's where the headquarters for the Commanders? Uh, Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh wow, you got a hot take to to, to close this out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the Dax slander is pretty crazy, but um, another guy who's been getting a lot of slander. Um, his teammate, Trayvon Diggs, and I forgot to mention this when we talked about the game. He was the player of the game, and I think he's. I think he should be Defensive Player of the Week because if you watch that game, he dominated. Like He had another pick. He had, I think, like two or three, maybe four, actually, pass uh, deflections. He had two key pass deflections, one on a touchdown and one at the end of the game that effectively ended the game. My take, basically, is I think he's been better this year than he was last year when he had 11 picks. And the reason I say that is because I think he's a more complete player. He's not getting burned as much. He's more technically sound. And then in addition to that, he still has his playmaking ball-hawking ability. So 
I think like he is turning into a very elite, like top five, top three cornerback type player. So that's my nice. take. Nice. Yeah, we'll see what he does the rest of the year. All right, guys. So we're going to finish this off with anything you guys want to plug. I want to thank you guys for jumping on. Anything you guys want to plug, your social media, businesses, whatever you guys want to plug. We'll start with Bess, and he jumped on first. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Coconut Inc. Uh, go to coconutvibes.com, the best throws in food out there, and fragrances. Check it out. Coconutvibes.com. Nice, nice. Oh, why? You got anything? Uh, nothing this week. I'll just... I just second the coconut vibes, and we also got to get uh, we got to get Roddy viral with his uh, with his IG. Posts. There you go. Got to get those going. There you go, Roddy. You're next. What do you got? Anything to play? This podcast is also sponsored by Second Rise Coffee. Go to secondrisecoffee.com, the absolute <laughs> most delicious cup of coffee you'll ever have in your life. One sip, you'll be like, "Ooh, it's unbelievable." Go there. You'll see. <laughs> there Check we it go. Out. There you go. Coffee man. Coffee man. All right. Abdullah, anything to plug? Well, if we're selling our own businesses, man, if y'all still paying power, you're buying power from dirty power producers, shit, you're in the wrong century. It's time to switch to solar. And if you want to buy some solar panels, I can get you some. <laughs> go to Sunrun Solar USA. That's my IG. I'll give you some solar panels, man. Start That's buying it. some power from the sun let's do it can you say that one more time i didn't hear sunrun solar usa there we go there we go solar power baby all right ahmed you got anything to plug social media anything i just want to say uh give a shout out to my team the denison beers number one in the league of extraordinary gentlemen armor armor knows about that yes Uh, i think we're gonna take it take it this year so yeah he's got deers four and oh baby let's go there we go he's got a great squad Guys, thank you so much for joining on the week four NFL recap roundtable. This is the Football v. Football podcast. You can follow this on Instagram at football underscore v underscore football. On Twitter at fball v fball. You can find this on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and you can support it on Kofi, ko-fi.com forward slash football v football. Thanks all for joining. Have a fantastic day, football fans.